0: Hello sunbeams, hello babies, it's been a while, and it feels like a stranger visiting an empty home. Memories have collected dust, time has shut the doors, closed the windows, and moved on. In the silence echoes the dreams, memoirs of, the remnants of history not spoken, be careful of the silence. Welcome to Healing Rejoice the Sunbeam. And I'm so excited to have you here. So come on, let's catch up, old friend. Tell me, how have you been? Has life been kind to you? What surprises lay beyond the horizon? What love did you find when you weren't looking? Tell me everything. Let's get comfortable and chat. As for me, I've been in this weird place. It's not as harsh as depression. It's more like a gentle null. A melancholy of warmth. The motion of being rocked. Back and forth. Back and forth into the past and almost into a better future but then you are swept back into the currents again when all you want is to reach for the sun it is a low just to be clear a low of frustration that trickles in of fear of familiarity and yes i am taking care of myself don't worry this place is buoyant I'll be fine. but life is hard it's real and no one has it easy. I realize that no matter what rich or poor, no matter your status, no matter how many blessings or opportunity you may have we are all going through it. the world is growing through it. I truly think our earth is sick. And I don't mean sick in a judgmental and harsh way, but I mean sick in a way of just, how do I describe it? Sick emotionally, like the mental health of the earth. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense, but I think you guys get it. I don't know, for me, a lot of the frustration is I just turned 30, as you guys know, yay, dirty 30. And I don't know, maybe I put all of the pressure on turning 30. I thought that all the pieces would come together, that my life would be stable, it would make sense, everything that my life is not. I just thought maybe I'd wake up and have everything, you know, everything that I think I need. But it's been quite the opposite. It's been a struggle for stability. It's been a struggle to get to my dreams. It's really been hard. Um, first sickness has come down on my whole family like a plague. As you know, my mom has cancer. My, my sister has an autoimmune disease and I just barely survived COVID. I got, I caught it like maybe a few months ago and I still haven't fully recovered. I'm easily out of breath and I haven't completely got the full range of my voice back. So if it sounds a little strained, that's just how I've been sounding since I got COVID. I've noticed the difference. So, I mean, I'm grateful to be alive. This is not a complaint, but can we honor our feelings? Can we say how real it is when we get to this place in our life? where we had so much hope we had so much expectation we really thought that this time it would be different because you did your part right you did all you could do and life just hits you (laughs) life is its own curveball and plot twist and sometimes you don't know how to maneuver around certain obstacles And I think we're taught from a young age. It's part of the American dream. It's part of the capitalistic eye. Um, It's deeply embedded in our children. This belief that if you do great, if you do everything you're supposed to do, if you follow the road that, you know, is so clear and the path that is so clear, then your life will be clear too. And maybe it will be easier. Maybe it will be structured. But what about unexpected illnesses? What about unexpected disabilities? (laughs) What about life and natural disasters? It doesn't take into account that. So how do we deal with these storms? How do we deal with these hard moments? How do we deal with this hard life? How do we make peace within ourselves? Do we lay our dreams to rest? Do we say, that's okay? Do we give up? Do we say, um, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be? Or do we keep fighting till the very last breath, even if we never make it? I don't know. All I can do is tell you guys where I'm at. So all of my college students, all of my high school students, um, anyone who's putting pressure to find this perfect path, to find this way for everyone who's doing the best they can. I hear you. I see you. I believe in you. But please, please know, have a little flexibility and know that things aren't always perfect. I've been a little vague, so let me be clearer as to what's causing or triggering these emotions in my life guys i think i just want to live i want to live a different life i want to live the life that i personally and spiritually and religiously believe we were meant to live i believe that we were always supposed to be children we were never supposed to grow up in the sense that society tells us to grow up meaning taking on more responsibilities, more weight, more work. I look at the world and I see all of the beautiful things that God gave us, and it's so aesthetic. There's no reason (laughs) that the sky needs to look different and beautiful every day. There's no scientific reason that supports that we have to have an aura of violets and beautiful stars and colors and that we need to see the textures of each season. Yeah, I just think that God is an aesthetic God, a God of pleasure, and we were meant to enjoy. So the fact that I have to wake up every morning and work to live, not even work for my own pleasure, but to live and to live barely, um, you know, it's really upsetting to me at moments. Especially on those days where you have to choose between your health, your mental health, and what you can afford. So yeah, that's a little spew. So I've been feeling that frustration of, I just want to escape. I just want to travel. I just want to be free. I want to wake up one morning and feel light and not feel the weight of the words, I have to or I need to. And not have the worries lingering of what happens if I decide, no, I don't want to do anything today. Um, so, yeah, that's a little part of it, as I was saying. Obviously, I think when my family is sick or we're going through any type of crises, that's when my desire for stability comes back around. I'm barely standing on my feet, guys. I know my millennials will relate to it. And my young people, like you're old enough, according to the world, you're old enough to have rent and responsibilities and all of these things, and you're expected to have your life together, but you're not old enough to make any means or make, you know, things for yourself. It's like this weird in-between stage. And you know, now that I'm 30 and I'm out of my 20s, I think the pressure is higher because they're like, you really have no excuse. Get your stuff together. This is embarrassing. But what if it's okay? What if it's okay to be 30 or 40 or 50 and not know what you're doing on this big, vast planet that orbits every day, (laughs) you know? I don't know. So I go from feeling like an utter failure because I'm not able to support myself quite yet in so many ways. And I go from feeling like that to feeling like I just don't want to do anything. (laughs) So you can see how it creates a little bit of a pickle. But what do I do when I'm in this space? How do I let it flow? Um, How do I change my circumstances? Because I don't necessarily believe in sitting here and adopting the narrative that, well, with me, um, life isn't fair. Now what? You know, I don't necessarily believe in that. All I do is create a safe space and allow them to stay as long as they want to, like visitors traveling from far. Making them feel comfortable. I allow my melancholy, my depression, my anxiety to stay. I try, keyword try, to host it without judgment. I try not to push it too hard or too deep. Um, I try not to attach meaning to necessarily all of these feelings. Because I'll be honest, my mind is a soap opera. (laughs) Call it the Sagittarius in me. I don't know. I'm just so dramatic. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think dramatic is a synonym for creative. And when you're a creative person, you have to know the difference between reality and your imagination. So yes, I take a deep breath. I slow down time. I try to take the weight off of my shoulder. All of those things that tell me you're never going to make it in life. You're crazy for thinking you can be a best-selling author one day when you don't even really have a place to live right now. Um, You know, things like that. (laughs) I try to just let these feelings stay and gently push them when it's time to go because none of them define me you know but I'm human just like every human I go through these moments where I feel alone even when the world is surrounding me with love I feel the need for connection on a deeper level maybe on a platonic soulmate type of level You know, when you're healing and you're like, man, I'm so great. I could be with somebody else right now. (laughs) I need to share this greatness, things like that. Yeah, but it's been hard all the same. Remember, trying is still an effort. It's still an energy that you have to give and exude. And you still have to have the energy to work on your mental health as well. So it's been a difficult journey. Life has been lifing. And I think that's why you guys haven't heard from me for the most part. And I go through these periods where I have nothing to say. Where the creativity juice is all gone. I don't know if it's the ADHD in me where I have these moments of what seems almost like, I don't know, a high. And not in a manic type of way, but a creative high. Like I just have so much to give, and the episodes are coming out um, day after day, and I'm able to produce, and then there's moments, and these moments last a long time, because I think it's been like maybe four or five months since the last episode I dropped, where I'm just struggling, I'm just dealing with life, I'm just doing the best I can, so thank you. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for sitting down with me. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Um, Thank you for being kind. I just wanted to be honest and tell you guys where I'm at mentally. And I'm confident that I am going to be okay although I feel a little lost right now. I also wanted to answer some popular sunbeam questions. How do I deal with heartbreak? First, by understanding that heartbreak is a form of grief, no matter if it's a broken relationship, disappointment, hurt. Change, it is all a form of grief. And then treat it kindly with love and empathy. Always remember that has to be your basis, or else you create a harsher and deeper cycle when we feel bad about feeling bad. I remember when I was younger, a baby bird fell out of its nest and onto our patio. When we discovered it, it was shaking, its wings looked broken, and its eyes were closed but almost in a painful way. Just looking at this thing, it probably was, well, I don't know how many weeks old, but it didn't even have its full coat of feathers on. My sister and I took this tiny, fragile, beautiful creature and immediately created a warm safe box to hopefully imitate its bird's nest. We also propped the wing up and with popsicle sticks created some type of cast or structure. For the next few days, we provided around the clock care, feeding it through a syringe, rubbing it to keep it stimulated and making sure it was warm. This baby, this beautiful baby, was so vulnerable, so weak, and just looking at it made you realize how fragile life is. It was so tiny, it could fit in the palm of our hands, and how much support it needed. It was probably on the third day that we saw a little bit more movement from our little baby bird, and we heard a few chirps. But it still needed so much help. It was so weak. Especially with its eyes. I'm not a bird specialist or veterinarian. But the eyes looked infected. So we called the vet. And they told us to bring it in as soon as possible. My point to this story is when your heart is broken. Um, like a baby bird, you need so much support. Warmth, love, and life poured into you. That baby bird's life depended on us. We woke up every three hours for the first day. We kept checking for life. When it got too still, we kept checking the temperature of the box, making sure that it was warm enough, making sure that it could breathe. We fed it through a syringe and we were afraid at moments that it wouldn't swallow. When I tell you, my sister and I became obsessed with this little bird. We couldn't even sleep properly unless we checked on it. Um, my point to this is, you need all of this. Plus more, when you are going through heartbreak. You need a fortress of safety and around-the-clock light. And I may not know your circumstances, but I know that like the baby bird, you will heal. You will find your strength again. Create structure. Be around positive things and people. Start off small. You don't have to save the world. Just get up and take a shower. Get up and turn on the lights. Go outside and get the mail. Start slow. Clean your space. Don't be afraid to start over and discard things that no longer serve you. Laugh. Laugh really hard. Cry as much as you need to. Scream. Let those emotions out. And this is a very important one. This is the one I think we all struggle with. With either it's heartbreak or any type of, you know, going thing going on in our life. Accept all the love and help that is given from friends and people who care about you. Don't you dare say no to anything that may help. Therapy is a wonderful tool, but I understand that it's not accessible to everyone or that affordable. So let nature, some sort of belief system, and the belief in the better, and the effort of going out into the community... Be your therapy. I remember when I was going through my mental health crisis, I couldn't tell you where the day started and where it ended. It felt like a long, painful stretch of time. I imagine it was like going through the desert without any water. There are days where you aren't even really there. And it's on those days that we are kind to ourselves and know that you are healing. And as I touched upon lightly, having a belief in something better, I cannot express this enough. Having a belief in God, having a belief in nature, whatever it is that is your higher source or your principles or your philosophy, you have to believe that you will heal. You have to believe that this pain won't last forever. You've got to believe that tomorrow brings light. And you do this over and over again. And at first it's tedious, it's agonizing. But then time comes in gently and kind of makes the pain less and less until you're out there again, until you're getting your life together, until the heartbreak doesn't feel like break anymore. So that's my advice. I hope it helps a little bit. I can give you my heartbreak playlist sometime. um, And I can give you my favorite shows to watch when I'm feeling bad. But you guys may know already, I'm always talking about it on live. New Girl, Arrested Development, and Modern Family. If you guys haven't watched those comedies. They will make you laugh, cry so hard, (laughs) especially when you're going through it. It's not the time, in my personal opinion, to be watching depressing things, to be around low energy people. As I said before, you want to surprise, you want to surround yourself, excuse me, with bright and positive and hope and love, of course. So let's go to the next question. How do I love my body when I feel ugly and fat? Well, first, you stop labeling yourself as such because you are powerful, beautiful, magnetic, and your size only adds to your greatness, queen. Okay, so we're going to start with that. It's all about changing the mindset. And from un- from one plus size baddie to another, I just want to tell you that this all takes time and practice. You're not going to tell yourself once, oh, I'm beautiful. If you never believed you were beautiful and think that it's going to change, your mind is going to be like, yeah, right. (laughs) So we'll work on the affirmations later. What I do suggest for the now as you begin your journey of acceptance and love and grace is start wearing clothes that make you feel good that was the first thing I had to do I was dressing like a hobo in a potato sack when I first started I was really punishing myself for being overweight more than the country already does because it is hard to find clothes as a plus-size queen especially clothes that are cute but I had to stop wearing things that no longer served me or didn't do anything. I had a rule. The rule was I would only wear things that made me feel good. And at first it was really hard to find because, as I said, um, not a lot of stores cater to plus size. But now now there's more sli- um, size inc- inclusivity, I think is the word. Excuse me, I'm stuttering today. But you guys know what I mean. Um, Old Navy is my go-to. Marshalls is my go-to. What else do I like? Torrid. eh? Torrid is my go-to if there is a sale on shoes. But that's about it. Because Torrid is very expensive. I do like Lane Bryant. But again, when there is a sale. J.C. JCPenney and Macy's is a good go-to. Um, But again, these are all sales. (laughs) That's one way they'll get to you. They'll charge you an arm and a leg just to look cute. But all you need is one look. One look that makes you feel powerful. Makes you feel like, God damn. You know? Um, Also, the same with makeup. If you're into makeup, the same rule applies. Wear stuff that makes you feel good. Makes you vibrant. Who cares if everyone in the world says, oh, you look crazy. I was out here wearing bright eyeshadows, yellows and blues. I was pretty much coloring on my face, but it made me feel good. And people would give me compliments. They'd be like, wow, you really know how to wear colors. And I'd be like, thank you. So yeah, that's one suggestion. Another one is if you're into any type of creative space, like if you like to journal, if you like to doodle or draw, sing, turn your art into your muse and mirror. So let me explain that a little better. I used to love to take pictures of beautiful things, mostly in nature. But then when I started to work on my self-confidence and loving me, I started to take pictures of myself. And I know it sounds extremely vain, but hear me out. Every time I'd take a picture or look in the mirror at this moment in my life, I was crying. I would cry and I would avoid mirrors because I was like, I'm so ugly. I'm just so overweight. I'm so disgusting. How did I let myself get to this place? So looking at me up until then brought a lot of pain. So yeah, um, I started taking pictures of me. Mind you, I'm dressed. So the first thing that I already explained, you might want to do that first. I was wearing cute stuff by now. I was doing more effort in my makeup and my personal, you know, skincare and the little hygiene, like getting my nails done and things like that. So I was really starting to pick up the pace. So I, again, I started taking pictures of me. And at first I was very rude and I was nasty and self-critical. I was like, oh my God, look at your eyes. Look at your puffy face. Look at this. I was picking myself apart. And I noticed it. I said, why can't I look at a picture of me and see the positive things? Why can't I see a beautiful smile? Warm brown eyes. Why can't I just see a beautiful being? So once I realized that it started to shift the perspective i started to say i need to have kinder conversations with myself i need to be love even if the world around me isn't because who's going to fight for me who's going to love me who's going to be kind to me more than me i had to be my own advocate And I also realized that a lot of my negativity was coming from influences and the voices I grew up around. So keep that in mind. Ask yourself, is it really truly your voice or is it what you've absorbed over this lifetime? Maybe you had critical and judgmental parents who were always tearing your appearance apart. Maybe you had friends who always had a smart remark You know, so really focus on where this voice is coming from. And if it is you, you know, that's how you know you need to change and be kinder and talk to yourself kinder. And if it is people around you, let it go. Say, hey, this isn't my voice. I give you permission to leave so that I can provide love. So, yes, again, this is like, what, a seven plus year journey. So, guys, I really put in the time, but I was so sick and tired, guys. There comes a point in your life where you can't do this anymore. You don't have the strength to beat yourself up. You don't have the strength to break one more time. I had just reached that point in my life where I was like, I don't care if I'm crazy. I got to be the one to love me. So that's where it came from. So, yes, dressing nice, taking care of yourself, you know, turning your art. Again, for me, it was photography. Maybe you like to draw. Draw yourself in a beautiful aspect or have somebody describe you to you and draw it. You know, whatever your creativity is, turn it, use it as a tool towards your healing. What else did I do? Hmm therapy of course therapy gave me the tools to work on my cognitive um, distortions all the things and the ways that we think and how they're wrong so therapy is a wonderful tool as i said therapy saved me so if you have that resource please tap into it if you don't i promise there are so many videos on the internet in books youtube is great there's so many videos there's so much free knowledge if you just look for it. Um, dancing, dancing makes me feel good. That's another creative. It makes, it makes me feel sexy. It makes me really tap into my feminine energy. Um, surrounding, my pe- surrounding myself um, with people who want to love me was also very important. I used to grow up as an ugly duckling. You guys may know that story. But pretty much it was the people around me that was telling me and creating my reality and molding me. But when I removed myself from the negative space and the negative energy and I moved into a place of light, people were attracted to me, people of equal light. So when people would give me compliments I took it. That's another thing we need to do is start accepting compliments. It doesn't mean you're vain. It doesn't mean you're cocky. It just means that you're able to receive it. So before, when people would be like, you're beautiful, I'd be like, sure. Yeah, thanks. Okay. But now when people say that, I stop and I listen and I hear them. And I absorb it like a beautiful sunset. And I say, thank you. Thank you for seeing the beauty in me. Thank you for acknowledging my good qualities. So words of affirmation. If you can't give it, at least accept it. And then last, the very last, was words of affirmation. On those hard days where I do need a little boost. Because even today, you're going to have those days where you don't feel cute. You don't feel great. You might be a little musty. Like, who knows? You know, we all have those days. Those are the days I feel with words of affirmation. Those are the days I sit in front of the mirror. And I'm like, oh, bitch, you are cute. (laughs) I'm like, you are beautiful. You are such a great person. You are love. And I'm repeating the things that I've been told. And I sit there with me. And I love on me. I buy myself flowers, you know. Because I want to be an example of love for my future selves. For this, for the version of me that will one day take care of a little me. And I want my daughter or son um, to be able to be like, my mommy is really beautiful. That would make me cry. <laughs> that would make me happy. And it's okay if you're not thinking that far ahead. But have something. Have some picture of hope for yourself. What does beauty look like to you and know that it's not beauty standards it's not society standards I want a beauty that's deep I want a beauty that leaves an impression I want a beauty that my kids' kids will have because I gave it to them I want a beauty that moves and changes the world yeah. So it's not about looks, honey, but just to confirm and affirm you, you are beautiful. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with Joyce the Sunbeam. I'm happy to be back. I hope to continue this journey. I hope to release some more episodes. You guys know what headspace I'm in. You know how I'm feeling So don't forget to support me. Drop some love in my inbox on Instagram at JoyceTheSunBeam. Please be careful of all of these fake accounts. Um, Follow me on TikTok as well. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you for listening.